Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book. I'm a registered dietitian. Now what? Where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Jessica Wilming, an RD2Be and also my intern for the past six months, who had a whirlwind of an internship experience by being in the first year of a newly created internship during a pandemic. She also worked full time and is currently navigating what the future holds for her dietetics career. Please enjoy my conversation with Jessica. Feature uh, dietitian students on my podcast, and I like to feature ones that I know personally. And Jessica was my intern-ish, I guess you could say. You didn't really get the whole internship experience because of COVID, <laughs> um, but we did have some. We made it work. We kind of made the best of it that we could, and um, I'm so glad we got the opportunity to spend the time together that we did. Uh, but we'll get to that. But I, you know, we never got the opportunity to kind of really sit down and talk about your path to becoming a dietitian and really where that came from and why you decided to choose that. So maybe take me back to when you decided you wanted to be a dietitian. Well, I think it like kind of started a little spark in me when I was eight years old. I was diagnosed with nephrotic syndrome. And so I had to have... Um, like visits with a dietitian at the hospital in my hometown. And to be honest, she was kind of a rotten egg. I mean, she just didn't really go about things the way that she should have. Um, she definitely kind of put my treatment plan all on me as an eight-year-old, and that definitely developed some eating disorder tendencies in me. And so it developed more and more as I got older. And it just kind of made me really want to go out there and like change the way things are done and be that good resource for other people to have um and definitely like make people realize that it's not just on them to change everything to fix everything that like it takes a team and you know putting everything on one person can just like lead to other issues so I don't know it just kind of made me want to be that resource for people well, and nephrotic syndrome is not like some just general like, hey, you need to eat more calcium. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not like, I mean, that's a pretty major diagnosis for mm-hmm. a young person. And I mean, like, how did you, I mean, what was the thought process of what did you have to do when it came to seeing a dietitian? Like, what were you supposed to do with that information? Um, at that time, I think, like, the main practice was um, with the food pyramid. So, we didn't have, like, the plate diagram that we use now. And so, basically, like, her teaching to me was about good foods and bad foods. And basically about the fact that I just need to never eat bad foods again. um, Mm. Because that's just gonna cause my nephrotic syndrome to be worse. And I had cholesterol in the 400s. So she, you know, taught me about saturated fat and fiber, which that was good. But then I associated all these foods with saturated fat. And so that just kind of like, you know, turmoiled into uh, eating disorder tendencies and just like scared to eat, basically. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot to put on a young person. Yeah. And and then to, well, and and you had a, I mean, like we, 
we've had conversations about eating disorders and for, I didn't know like that was, you know, like most commonly things that cause eating disorders wouldn't be what you experienced. Mm-hmm. And that she, like you think about like where you're at and being like, I want to be a dietitian, but I had a dietitian that kind of caused my issues with food is kind of an interesting sequence of events. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like you think of as a dietitian as someone who's supposed to help you with your eating disorder, not be the a root cause, cause of it. Of it but. Yeah. <laughs> so that, so when you said that you had eating disorder tendencies, do you mind sharing kind of your experiences with, you know, like you said, you associated saturated fat with certain foods. So you probably avoided those foods and were scared of those foods. Oh yeah. So I definitely had anorexia all throughout high school. Um, I would try to see how long I could go without eating, you know, and just being like, oh, I can't eat. It's going to make me gain weight, which is going to make my cholesterol go up and I'm going to die of a heart attack or something like that. Mm. And since I never got those issues resolved, then in college, when I was more on my own, it kind of developed into a binge eating anorexia cycle. And... It took a while for me to seek help, but I still see a therapist to this day just to kind of work on those issues. Because, I mean, it's always going to be something I'm going to have to battle with. I'm always going to have those same thoughts come up. But, you know, it's just like finding someone to actually help me is helping me get over it and not having it lead into yet another eating disorder, which can obviously happen. Sure. And do you feel like it probably has equipped you to work with clients and individuals much easier? Or do you feel like it's more difficult being a professional helping others when you have your own kind of history of it too? Yeah, I think it actually makes it easier. I think it, because I, I mean, I see so many people like fall into diet culture and like I see how that can easily turn into an eating disorder so I think it really makes me attuned to what they're experiencing. I just want to try like really hard to make sure that they don't go down that same path. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll definitely help me in that aspect. You always have to be on high alert though, right? You're like checking oh, in with yourself. You're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. am I doing okay? Do I need to contact my therapist? You know, like I'm sure that you're always very cautious of those things too. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> So when you kind of, you know, we're going through high school, you're still experiencing all those very difficult kind of, you know, eating disorder tendencies. And then when you decided you were going to kind of continue your education, did that when you kind of determined you thought maybe being a dietitian would be your path or did that happen after you started college? So what's really ironic about it, I decided to be a dietitian because I thought it would help me eat healthier by like <laughs> taking all my courses and then as I'm like in school I'm realizing oh so what I'm going like the way I'm going about it is not the way I should be going about it and so it just kind of like flipped this switch in me and then that's when I decide to seek help and yeah it's just it's so funny because it's just so ironic the reason that I wanted to become a dietitian but now it's interesting like, yeah <laughs> So then when you were, so then while you're seeking help, you were still doing all your classes and everything too, and still keeping that dietetics degree in your focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That is interesting. I feel like, do you feel like that happens more than it doesn't happen? Like, do you think a lot of people kind of go into dietetics for that reason? Oh, yeah. I definitely think there's a lot of people that go into it thinking that this is going to help me be healthier and live a healthier lifestyle. And then they get into it and they realize what a dietitian actually does. And they're just like, oh, this is completely (laughs) different than what I thought. (laughs) So when did you kind of start to feel comfortable with your own personal, you know, experiences and your future professional experience? When did you kind of start feeling like they were starting to kind of coexist in a good way? Um, I definitely think a lot of it happened my senior year of college. Um, I was really, I was with a friend group and we all were in BETA, which is body image and eating disorder awareness, a club that Iowa state has. And we were all like the leadership team for it. And I don't know, we all just kind of like formed this like bond over it. And it just made me really feel more comfortable, like talking about the idea of it and then realizing how much it could relate to my practice. And just like, it kind of solidified the fact in me that I really want to focus on eating disorders as a dietitian too because they go hand in hand Mm -hmm. and probably any job no matter if you're working in a hospital or working in you know um, even like a food service area I think eating disorders are touched everywhere oh yeah oh yeah I, I think that there's like a misconception though. Like I feel like as if you want to go into eating disorders, like you have to strictly just be in like an eating disorder clinic or something, but I don't think that's the case anymore. Mm-mm. No, I definitely don't think so. Like I definitely want to have that like certification so I can do eating disorder counseling, but mm-hmm. I don't want that <clears throat> to be like my main focus. I want to be able to help people with all different things. But then if that comes up, then I'll have, the tools under my belt to be able to help them with it. Absolutely. Well, and I can say like as an older dietitian, I'm kind of envious of you because that's something that, you know, we didn't get a lot of exposure to. And I know that I've learned some techniques through you being part, you know, of of working with me of just things that I would have never even thought about. That is a great thing that I'll start incorporating into my practice now because it makes sense of the different kind of clients you experience and I experience in a different, you know, daily basis. Which is very beneficial, I think. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So when you think about, um, let's reflect a little bit on your past. Has it been a year that you've been in your internship or has it been less than a year? I think it's been about seven months. We we were supposed to start in August, but COVID, of course, messed with things. So we didn't really fully start until September. And last Friday was my last day of my internship. I mean, I still have to test out, so I'm, like, technically not done. But I'm <laughs> Almost. done with my, <laughs> like, required hours and stuff. But And so for you, you, you are in a distance program, which is a new program this year. So mm-hmm. on top of COVID, you're part of a new distance program that had never had an internship class before as well. Yeah. (laughs) So Jessica's like a pioneer when it comes to this (laughs) internship program and navigating, maybe talk about navigating a distance learning kind of internship during a pandemic. How was that for you? It was very, very frustrating. Um, We were given a short timeline to find all of our preceptors. And it was at the time that 
we were thinking COVID was starting to settle down and we didn't think there was going to be a second wave and we thought things were going to start opening up. And so we were starting to reach out to all these people and I was solidifying things and then everything started shutting down again. And so I had a bunch of people cancel on me or wanting to push it back. And I'm just so grateful I got to have my time with you that I did because that like is the most time I've had in person with the dietitian. And if I hadn't have had that, I definitely don't think I would feel comfortable going into the dietetics world. And I was finally able to get into an outpatient rotation for these last two weeks since things are finally starting to open up and because the vaccine, but I wasn't able to go into a hospital. So I wasn't able to get those like real hardcore experiences that I feel like all dietitians should get. And mine was all simulation online with fake people and like made up scenarios, which is really hard to like kind of wrap your head around it. And I learned some, but I feel like I definitely did not learn as much as I would have if they were real people with real stories, with real illnesses and just like their own unique path to like treatment. So it's really frustrating that I didn't get that, but at the same time, I'm really grateful for the experiences that I did get to have in person. And you worked pretty much how many hours a week did you work as well? Um, It was, I mean, I would say between like 20 to 30 hours a week. I have like technically three different jobs. <laughs> so. <laughs> so maybe share that. I mean, because you did actually get, I mean, when you think about, I guess when you think about dietetic internships, sometimes people don't get those glamorous kind of experiences. So I feel like maybe some of the work that you did even had more of a kind of a kind of a help to your experience that you were kind of working in some type of a medical field to help you kind of get acclimated to that. Yeah. So I work as a chef's assistant and dietary aide at Green Hills, but because of the pandemic, there was an emergency relief bill released that you could take like this eight hour course to become a CNA basically overnight. So I've been working as a CNA since November at my work. And so I've been doing that. I've still been working in the kitchen and then I work at a coffee shop as well. But the CNA experience has definitely helped a lot because I get to see more of the medical side of things and not so much the diet stuff that I've been seeing for the past two years that I'm used to. And so you kind of, I mean, it's not that it, it's not ever a replacement for your internship, but at least you had, you know, like uh, with your experience, you've got a little bit of a touch where like maybe a lot of interns didn't have that same experience and that you feel like maybe you're a little bit better prepared for working in a medical environment mm-hmm. as a dietitian. Do you kind of feel that way? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely like, I think before I kind of had this, you know, like Grey's Anatomy mindset of <laughs> hospitals. And now that I was actually on that nursing side of things, I feel so much more comfortable with it. Like, it's like they're people. They're not just these cases with medical right. issues and all that. So, yeah, it definitely helped put like a real life experience towards it. Which is good. I mean, like, I feel like even though you were exhausted because you were working so much, and I just remember us having those conversations, like you were working (laughs) all the time. And, but I still feel like that's going to ultimately help you in the long run, because that's going to help your resume a ton, too, as a new dietitian. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it was definitely worth it. I, I can remember some days I would be working from like two to 10 at night and then have to go back in and work six to two the next day. And it's a 20 minute commute for me. So I was definitely yeah. exhausted some days there, but it was for sure worth it. So when you think about now that you're in the finalizing your internship mode, you're applying for jobs, how do you feel about where, you know, like when it comes to that whole first job kind of scenario in your head, where do you feel like, are you looking for anything? Are you trying to find a little bit more specific? What are you kind of looking for in that first job? I mean, honestly, I really just want to, I think, work in either outpatient or clinical. I mean, the last two weeks where I was at the cancer center, I learned so much and it was just so cool to be able to work so close with the surgeons and the doctors. And I really loved that. And like, I really love the counseling portion of it that you don't really get with like food service or um, like working at a nursing care facility because, you know, they have different guidelines than the general public. And I think I really want to get into that clinical experience. I used to be so scared of that and like, there's no way I could be a clinical dietitian. I can't do that. But now I think that's really what I want to go for. And I know that might not be my first job that I get because I know that's often not what they hire you as if you're a new dietitian. But I hope that, I mean, I've applied to some, so I hope that they see like how willing I am to adapt and my CNA experience yes. that they like that. So we'll see. Absolutely. I think that's going to help. I think that definitely that's going to give you an edge just over some other newer dietitians because you do have a better grasp on that whole medical kind of, that other side, like you said, it's not just strictly being a dietitian in a, in a clinical setting is not just being a dietitian. Like you have to know so many other things mm-hmm. and you kind of got a kickstart on that, which is good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I know that um, your experiences, you know, even just with me, but I'm so glad that you finally got some clinical experience like in that camp in the cancer center. I know we talked about you were kind of waiting for that experience and hoping it was going to (laughs) happen. So I'm so glad I saw that. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad she got that experience (laughs) because it does kind of help you kind of bookend your whole internship, like where you started and where you ended. So that's a good thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about your um, ideal dietitian job, so whether that's five years from now, two years from now, ultimately, when you think about where Jessica wants to be in the long run, where do you think that is in the dietetics world? Um, I definitely want to be in a setting where I can definitely like grow and not be kind of you know stuck in what I do day in, day out. I really like to switch things up. I mean, I like having my three jobs that I have (laughs) a different day every day. And I really like that. So I definitely want to have a job where I'm going to go into it, not knowing what to really expect. Um, And obviously I want to have eating disorder experience where I can counsel people on that. But obviously like things change and I want to be able to become more educated on the new topics that come up too. So I want to be, 
I don't know. I just really want to get all these specializations and stuff. And I just want to really be a great resource for any type of person that can come to me. I don't really want to focus on just one thing, like, you know, like a diabetes educator or bariatrics or geriatrics. I really want to be like well-rounded to be able to help anybody because I just feel like there's so many people that need help and it's really hard for them to find that right person that can help them. Well, and that just lends back to your experience with your first dietitian. Like you said, it takes more than just one person. You need a team. So Mm -hmm. your team needs to help you and the people on your team need to be diverse. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's exciting. I can't wait to see how that turns out. Like I said, how that turns out in a few years and see, you know, when we check back in and see how you're doing and where you're at. And it'll be exciting to see how you grow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm excited (laughs) to see how I grow. (laughs) And when you think about, you know, any advice for a student that, I guess, like for your experience with a distance internship or, you know, hopefully there's not a pandemic out there (laughs) again, but any advice for an intern that's considering a distance internship, finding your own preceptors that way? I mean, it was honestly kind of the best of both worlds for me. I really got to pick specific areas that I wanted to get experience in, and I got to stay living where I'm already living. I didn't have to relocate anywhere, which I know some people like the idea of that, but I really wanted to stay where I was at. And yeah, it was hard trying to reach out to people and try to find people to help me, which I think it would obviously be easier if there wasn't a pandemic. Yes. But (laughs) it really wasn't too bad setting stuff up. And you really just have to be flexible and realize that it's not going to go to plan. And you just have to kind of be grateful for what you can get. And probably that your your internship directors, they probably know that going into it. So, yeah. You know, like you said, you know, anything can happen as far. I remember in my internship, I was supposed to go somewhere and I had a planned internship and the lady I was supposed to work with at Extension, she was pregnant with twins at the time, I guess. And she had to go on bed rest like sporadically. So I never had that internship part because there wasn't a preceptor. So even in planned internships, there needs to be some wiggle room. So much more wiggle room for those, you know, distance learning programs too. Mm-hmm, for sure. <laughs> and I would say like that should be a huge resume for thing for you that you're very <laughs> adaptable and you very much can take on any challenge because I feel like you did an amazing job with that this past year. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely look forward to what your future holds. I think you have a bright future as a dietitian ahead. So like I said, we'll have to reconvene and have a podcast in future years ahead and see where you're at. But it, those are some of the hard questions. Are you ready for some <laughs> easier questions to answer? Of course. Okay. Why don't you share with me some foods you enjoy? Um, I absolutely love pizza, any pizza. Um, (laughs) I am a vegetarian, though, so it has to be vegetarian. But like deep dish, thin crust, Tuscan, you name it. I love it. She loves it. Loves it all. (laughs) (laughs) And you like to cook, too. So you probably make quite a few yourself. That's actually the one thing I can't make. Seriously? (laughs) Yes. I've tried and tried and tried to make my own pizza, and it just never goes the way it should. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
Well, you'll, if you ever find, if you ever figure it out, do you still keep trying or do you just give in and say, I'm done? I, I haven't tried in a few years. So gotcha. I don't gotcha. Know. <laughs> Let it up to the experts, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anything else that you enjoy? Um, ice cream, you know, I can't, I feel like you can't live in Iowa and not enjoy ice cream. It's just one of those staple foods. I would agree. I would agree. How about beverages? Any beverages you enjoy? Mm, I love wine. Wine is, it's great. It's a great beverage. (laughs) (laughs) And then I know a lot of people don't like water, but I actually really like water. It's just, I don't know. I feel like I always have my big water bottle. You do. I'm always sipping on it. She always had it with her when she was in my office. So I knew that she was always well hydrated. So that's good. (laughs) Um, How about scents or smells you enjoy? Lavender. Lavender is probably my favorite scent. My fiance bought me a lavender plant for my birthday and I tried Aww. planting it and it's not going so well. But Oh no. We'll what was so again. thoughtful? <laughs> I know. We'll try again. But right now I'll just have to settle with my essential oil diffuser. But <laughs> I was like, you probably needed that to kind of keep you relaxed during this past year or two. Like it probably helped you just zen out a little bit. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for lavender. Yeah. <laughs> If you weren't going to be a dietitian when you grew up, what profession do you think you would be doing? I definitely think I would be a chef. I was actually deciding between dietetics and culinary school, but I ultimately decided dietetics because Iowa State doesn't have a culinary program. Oh, gotcha. And I really wanted to go to Iowa State, so that was kind of the deciding factor, but I kind of get the best of both worlds because I get to be a chef's assistant at Green Hill. So I get to cook the meals there. So I get to kind of live that dream out a little bit. But yeah, I definitely think I would have gone into that. You know, there's like culinary dietitians. There's like, um, I think there's like certifications in that, that you can go to school and do both. Like you can go get a culinary dietitian. I might have to do that. <laughs> yeah, there was, I can't remember. There's a couple of people that I um, interviewed on the podcast and she actually, there was a culinary program that would actually correlate with medical conditions. So you would help teach people how to cook for their health condition. It was interesting. I'll oh. share that with you. So maybe someday, maybe yeah. we'll learn how to make pizza then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Um Interesting. Okay. And then what brings you joy in life, Jessica? Um, honestly, just like seeing other people be happy. It really brings the happiness out on me. I really don't like seeing people like down in the dumps, you know, just like, I like being around positive and bright, happy people. Cause then I feel positive, bright and happy. Hmm. I could see that about you too, just because I don't think I ever saw, even though you had every reason to be down in the dumps about all the things that were happening for you you were always so positive and that was a joy to see when you when we spent our time together oh thank you (laughs) yeah it was truly because I know if I was me I would have been a train wreck so (laughs) you did a fantastic 
job of keeping it together during a difficult time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and two, I always say for, you know, every time I have an intern, I always learn something from my interns and I always go into it learning, you know, having that experience to maybe have you teach me something and you definitely did. So thank you for being just a great individual to work with. Aww. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea about Jessica's journey into dietetics. I think it's so interesting how her first experience with a dietitian was not the best and how that has fueled her fire to change the experiences her future clients have with dietitians. I think those are those great stories that we all can resonate with because we all have our own past experiences with health or wellness or with a dietitian ourselves. And I know Jessica is going to do a fantastic job with all the people that she helps in the future. So be on the lookout for maybe a future episode with her and kind of what she's doing in the future. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day and to start a conversation that truly matters.